now um we will be going live on instagram so the screen will probably be the worksheets anyway but if you don't want to be seen you can or you want to take your second name off or you don't want a picture or whatever and um, just letting you all know how is everyone good how are you good yeah brilliant we need to we need i know i know we need to book in like a catch-up because we just i need full lowdown on what's going on this (laughs) (laughs) is this possible to do like we're gonna have this meeting from with you do we (laughs) i don't know though you know it's not like a big it's not like a big plan it's not for you to know though is it no, exactly. Like I haven't got this like this plan. Like and I just it just I just do things as and when. Um, so Liz, are you in America then? Hi. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying hello and ah that's amazing before I start driving. I've got to turn my camera off now. Okay. Thank you. Helen, you look I gorgeous. I couldn't miss the call though. I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. You look gorgeous. Are you off out? No, we just I've just been for me tea. So but oh, I was okay. like you know, committed, getting the bill and all that, so I could get on the call. Look at this, look at this. Uh-huh. I can't feel it. <laughs> I in a bit. Okay. Um, let me just let, make sure. Give it another, another minute. And then we will um, make a start. Is everything all good? Yeah. I'm so excited for this workshop. So excited. Right, what I'll do then now is... um, Go live. Laurie, will you be ready to um, share screen in a minute? No, because I haven't pressed the button. Oh, then no. Then no. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my inner circle. I'm not too sure if we're already live or if we're not. Okay, yeah, we're live. Welcome to my inner circle, everyone. We're going to be starting our workshop now. Yay! So you can see what it's all about. Get a pad and pen and let's do it together. Get a pad and pen, let's do it together. Everything's going to come up on the screen so you can see inside of the inner circle. If you've got any questions, Laurie is also live on the um, Instagram, so she can answer them for you. Just figuring out where we are here. Give me a second. Okay. 
Okay, so welcome to my inner circle. Laurie, can you just scroll down a little bit so I can get the others in? Okay, so what you'll see here is workshops that we've done every week. Um, how to outweigh fear and faith, how to switch from survival mode to flow. Can't really see that one there because um, there we go. Um, letting go of unhealthy habits, um, mastering a money mindset, the art of not giving a fuck, exploring our ego, shadow and higher self, and out with the old you and in with the new. How the seven deadly sins leads to failing of character. And that's the one that we're going to do today. So when you're ready, Laura, we'll go. Yeah, um, no, too sure. Sorry, two seconds. Okay, right, got your first image there. Can you see that? No, you've switched somehow. Two seconds, let me try again. Okay. Can you see it? Yeah, okay. So what are the seven deadly sins that lead to failing of character? Envy, sloth, greed, gluttony, lust, wrath, and pride. Okay. Sorry. What are the consequences of too much of the seven deadly sins? Own successes are never good enough. Always chasing the next big thing. It's so important for us to understand that all we have is now. We actually don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So it's remaining in the now and um, not having the, you know, destination syndrome, lack of empathy and emotional intelligence, um, unattached from our uh, own feelings of what we're actually feeling, not validating ourselves. It can bring stresses, which leads to illness and lack of inner peace. It can drive people away. It fractures relationships and leads to a lonely life. It's linked to depression, anxiety, and personal unhappiness. It can be dangerous and lead to harm and um, serious consequences of actions. So let's look through here now. As you see here in the inner circle, we... Sorry, Laura, could you just take that one down? Yeah. Thank you. So as we... Um, all of the ways that we can use personal growth to take our personal power back, training, learning, planning, motivation, goals, creativity, and vision. Now, a lot of people will think of personal development as reading books and learning new things, which it is. But a massive part of personal development is learning to understand yourself and others, um, understanding the psychology of our own mind, validating our emotions, um, really owning up to our triggers, taking accountability, looking at what bothers us and why. There's a lot more to personal development than just learning. It's about learning about ourselves as well as um, taking in new knowledge. Okay. So here we have how the seven deadly sins lead to failing of character. So we've got um, this is where the live will be here. And then this is the coursework. And then these are the principal downloads. So as you go into the inner circle, you can catch up on this at any time. Um, and the replay is always popped in. Okay, so we're going to begin our coursework now. So how the seven deadly sins lead to failing of character? What are the seven deadly sins and how do they affect us? Okay. 
The seven deadly sins are pride, envy, wrath, gluttony, greed, sloth, and lust. Each of the seven deadly sins can be seen, can be a lack of self-control. When we master our personal power over these, we make massive steps to creating our best selves. To postpone gratification today for tomorrow's greatest reward. In order to master these, we must first acknowledge their current strength in our life. Okay. So think about a time when you have boasted over the top, when pride may have stood in your way over a situation in your life. Where has pride taken your personal power away from you? And how do you feel about this? So boasting, if anyone is to know anyone is to boast or we are to boast, we normally need encouragement. That's what it normally means in that um, specific area. So think about a time when you've boasted. You know, it's difficult asking ourselves these questions. But finding the answers is what elevates us to our growth when we look in the mirror. Okay, we'll move on to the next question. Pride in itself is not a failing of character. Only when it overpowers, or overpowers us does it become a negative. So let's look at the positive for our life now. Where would you need encouragement and a balance of pride? And how can you give visibility and meaning to yourself? So whatever you wrote on the last one, about where you may have boasted before. This is how one of the seven deadly sins, pride, can get in the way. So let's look at the positive. Look at where you feel that you may have needed encouragement. And how can you give visibility and meaning to yourself? Okay, we'll move on. 
Can you just give a couple of examples of that one, Liz? Um, would anybody like to, um, has anybody not got an answer here? Would anyone like to share anything? Okay, so basically, rather than look at the word pride, look at a time when you've boasted. Has everybody got a time when they've boasted before? So think about a time when you've boasted. Ignore the word pride. That's the sin that comes from it. No, it's not if you've got a new car. You, I mean, it could be, is that boasting now? No, it could be, um, I've done this and I've done that and I've, and, I, and I've done this or I've been here and I've went there and it's that type of thing of boasting when you'll know if it's, you know, a humble, a humble celebration and you'll, or you'll know if it's like boasting like from the ego. Boasting is basically when you try and get validation from other people because you need it in order to validate yourself rather than validating yourself first. We're at like, um, I think where pride stops us doing something is quite common, isn't it? Like, what was it you were saying to me before? Yeah, so um, pride can stop us doing things. So say, for instance, you wanted to go somewhere or you wanted to do something, or you wouldn't in case somebody else thought X, Y, and Z. I'll use me for an example. I was in one specific career, which had worked hard to get to the top of the top of and I switched I switched industries which an industry that I was already in I was in both and in order for me to wake up in that industry I needed to start at the bottom and it was way further down than where I've been in my other field but if I was to let my pride get in the way of I'm not doing that I'm used to doing this then I would never have been able to wake my way up in that specific industry so that's where pride can get in the way of things. Not going somewhere new in case anyone thinks X, Y, and Z. Not doing something you want to do. This is all pride getting in the way. I'll move on onto the next one if everyone's okay with that. If not, just pop it in the chat. Okay, so the next of our seven deadly sins is envy. Think about a time when you have felt envious, when jealousy has invaded your life and taken away your power over a situation in your life. And how did this affect you? How do you feel about this? So write down a time when you've felt jealousy or envious 
we're going to learn a lot about this on the next question now. So just jot down a time when you felt that way. And be honest with yourself, you know, like you're only bullshitting yourself. It's only you that knows this. So just be honest with yourself. Okay, we'll move on. Feeling envious is a clear sign for us that we are lacking in something in our life. So basically what we feel jealousy of is to do that something is missing within us. And the same if somebody feels that towards us, it's just a reflection of what's missing within them. So feeling envious is a clear sign for us that we are lacking something in our life. Basing your answers to this on your previous question on envy, what can you identify was missing from you internally that led to the jealous, jealous reactions? Think about this further. Have you now fulfilled this? Or is it still lingering, lingering around you? What can you do for yourself to ensure your personal power is not taken away by envy. If anyone's got any questions as well, then please do ask. You can pop your mic on or you can pop them in the chat. For anybody that's on the Instagram live, if you put them in the um, chat on the live and we're gonna go through them all. Lori is there as well. We all good? Yeah. Is anyone like not, no, like can you not identify what it is? I think we take for granted, don't we sometimes? Like everyone will know. <laughs> yeah. Is everyone good, yeah. So you've found what it was you were envious about and you've also found what it is that could have been missing. Has anyone not found what could have been missing? from what they were envious about. Sophie on Instagram has just commented and said, mind, I need to lose weight. Okay, so you could feel envious of somebody else, but only to do with that, how you're feeling upon you of what you need to do. So that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Like, if you know that that's something that you wanted for yourself, then it would be natural psychologically to be envious of that if it's something that you need to do within you. So you found your answer, which is brilliant. A lot of people don't know the answers as to why they're feeling the way they are. Um, so envy doesn't always mean you're a bad person. It's a sign of something lacking or a need not met within yourself. That is exactly it. Envy does not mean you're bad at all, no. Envy and jealousy is just exactly that. That there, it's a sign of something that you're lacking and a need not met internally. So all jealousy and all envy, if you really hone in to when you feel this and fulfill what it is that you need to fulfill, the envy and jealousy 
wouldn't appear. Envy is normally just to work on it and through it. Envy is normal, just have to work on it and through it. Yeah, exactly. I'm good with envy, go back to proud later. Yeah, okay. I think that's a really good thing to point out. All seven of them are the same, aren't they? They're all, anything that we're feeling is telling us something about ourselves internally. But if we do nothing about it, that's when it's a problem, isn't it? It's like, if you are an envious person all of the time, that's affecting your life and the people around you. But if you dealt with it, you're good, aren't you? And met the needs, whatever it was that needed to be, you know, fulfilled. Okay, there's wrath. Okay, so think about a time when you have felt extreme anger. When anger has overruled your life and has taken away your power over a situation in your life. How did this affect you and your life? And how do you feel about this? So anger can bubble up in us all um, and we can react in situations or at times and later. Um, why is that going really dark? And later we can, um, we can regret this. It's learning to take control of our mind so that we respond and not react. So think about a time when you have felt anger and when anger has overruled your life and taken away power over a situation. How did this affect you and your life? And how do you feel about this? Lee on Instagram says, in 1989 against South Yorkshire police at Hillsborough, I started meditating three years ago and I've learned to live with Hillsborough. You'll never walk alone. Oh my God. Such a difficult time and like the anger that's felt as well, you know, with injustice. is one of the most difficult things to overcome, isn't it? Injustice, because some things just shouldn't happen, you know? Some things just aren't right. And learning to be able to live with such an injustice through meditation is, wow. Forgiveness is one of the biggest things for us to be able to, you know, move forward with peace in our life. Okay, we'll move on to the next question. So anger um, can come from a sign of fear. So now thinking about what you've just wrote about a time when you were angry, write down now what you could have been scared of. We have people that get angry and argue 
in relationships. They may be scared of abandonment. We can have anger, you know, with friends being um, misunderstood. Maybe we were scared of somebody having an opinion that wasn't true. So what were you scared of? Why do you feel like you reacted like this over that specific situation? Were you triggered? What were your underlying fears? Really delve deeper into what inner work you feel you could do to stop you from reacting like this in the future. So remember when we're triggered and when we can feel anger, it's not always towards that specific situation. Sometimes it's from a feeling that hasn't been resolved prior. Something similar could have happened that brought up a similar emotion in the present. And sometimes that comes with us to the next situation. So the anger heightens and heightens and heightens because the previous thing hadn't been dealt with. So try and look further on that situation now. Maybe linked situations that are bringing up similar emotions. Has anyone got any questions about this? Has anyone found um, something that they felt anger about? And they're not too sure if it was to the specific situation or if it was something underlying or if it was a trigger. Hi, Liz. Yeah, um, I think mine was when um, I think I was really angry when I was put in a situation in work where there was two of us where before we um, I had very separate jobs within different departments we were put together it was like we were in competition for our job and um, I really got angry at the injustice of it and it ate away at me and like kind of I was always I mean she you know it's easy to say this isn't it but she wasn't very nice to me and she was very point scorey so in meetings she'd be trying to you know do that point score and stuff yeah um, like kind of really easy way it made the injustice the situation we'd be in because we knew we were going to have to go for an interview and both there was only going to be one job um and the two of us were going to go for it so it was like a bit like dog eat dog situation in a work situation which is just not me at all um but I realized actually if what it was feet today and that's what I've just realized doing this work with you is that it's that thing about not feeling good enough and not feeling respected yeah, so it wasn't actually about the job, was it? Eat away at me completely, and that's all. My friends must have been absolutely bored, silly with me, because all I'd all I'd talk about was this woman and what she was doing and what she'd said and what she'd done today and what she hadn't done today, and blah, blah, blah. and I just think, oh my god, what was that? You know, looking back at it, it's dead easy. What was that about? Yeah. So you, so it was a trigger, wasn't yeah. it? It was a trigger yeah. within you for how you were feeling. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, that can come from many places, can't it? You know, we might have been in a job that made us feel not good enough. We might have been in around the wrong set of friends where we didn't feel valued. We could have been in a relationship where we didn't feel enough. Oh, my God. So many different ways, isn't there, of that not good enough? We could have been in a school race when we were five and lost. And that's still carried with us now as a subconscious pattern. Imagine being mean to Mel. I know, Vic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you found that Mel yeah, I'm glad I found it because I mean I've well let it go and I've well like done the forgiveness stuff over it but I just I've actually only just now realised actually it wasn't to do about her it was to do with it actually not feeling good enough and not feeling respected and the unfair the injustice of it as well because fairness is a huge driver for me as well yeah yeah it's 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 great, isn't it, to notice when we um when we're triggered. Sometimes we put all of the emotion on that specific situation, don't we? It's not actually that that's bothered us. And we know that when we're excessively talked, you know, we're excessively going on about it. We know then it's, you know, there's something more to this. <laughs> yeah. If you were to have that now, Mo, how how do you think you would like how do you think it'd be different now you know what you know? Um, I think it's come back, you know, from doing the one-to-one -one programme, I think what I'd feel now is that, you know, being okay with, well, you know, if if she gets it and I don't get it, then that's just life and, you know, I've got loads of skills and talents and I'll move on. Um, and also that thing, I wouldn't play the game. So whereas, like, she was point scoring, she would probably say I was point scoring because I was reacting to her. I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't engage with the game. I'd just Yes, no! Yeah. Yeah, you just go and play because I don't care. <laughs> I love her. You've gone off now. Oh, I'd just say I'd just say to her, I'm too busy, you know, getting on with what I'm doing because I know I'm good at what I do. So play on. Play on. Yeah, that's exactly it. Remove your energy, isn't it? Any energy that we spend outside of us that's not using to elevate our growth is taking time off us. Mm. So if we just take all of that and put it on ourselves, we elevate anyway. Yeah. Plus there's boring all my mates and my family to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for sharing that, Mo. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, think about a time when you have overindulged in your life could be with food. Is this something that happens a lot? Or was it a one-off? How does, how did this affect you and your life? And how do you feel about this? How do you think overindulging has affected you? Extreme attachment leads to losing attachment to health, social, spiritual, and intellectual pleasures. So we must always not have these attachments, you know, connected, yes, attachments, no. Attachment is a form of an addiction. And as we attach to something, um, we lose attachments to the, the things that we need, you know, our health, spirituality, um, those type of things. So think of a time now when you've overindulged. This is an instant gratification, this. You know, we always talk about making our decisions on how we'll feel later and not how we feel now. Not knowing that is where 
overindulging can can become possible. Not having awareness of the instant reactions to the decisions that we're making. So when have you overindulged? Remember, it doesn't just have to be food. It can be alcohol, work. It can be sleep. <laughs> On a 20 hour nap, you know, sleeping in every morning. There's a thing called revenge sleep as well, where we don't go to sleep of a night on purpose. And we do that because we're not giving ourselves the time that we need during the day. We find of a night, we take back revenge on ourselves by taking back out the personal time that we need. I was so guilty of that one. <laughs> revenge sleep. So, mm -hmm. I used, but it's bad. You talk yourself into thinking it's a good thing. I was like, no, I like it because... It's peace and quiet and you don't get that in the day you don't go okay well how can i get that in the day you yeah sleep don't you yeah yeah we just we just don't think like that well we do now but i used to be addicted to that Vic. i know it's um revenge sleep like a gift to ourselves is a is an early night but we can find it difficult you know when we haven't gave our any of the time that we've needed throughout the day we've been that focused on you know getting things done or getting things you know our responsibilities taking care of others things that we need to do and we haven't given ourselves like any time at all and that's where that can happen so if everyone's got something now that they've overindulged in we'll move on to the next um explanation of gluttony as a deadly sin sorry claire just wants to know how you stop that overindulging into the sleep one we were just talking about. Sorry, is it in the chat? Yeah. How do you stop it? Like forcing yourself to stay awake. You're stopping the um, revenge sleep by taking time specifically in the day to do the things that you'd be doing overnight. So once you feel like you've had your time, like some of your day, has been given to you, you won't feel the need for that time of an evening. You're only taking out revenge sleep of a night because you haven't given yourself the whatever the personal time was that you needed. And that's how you can stop it. I feel like I never have time in the day to do what I'm, what I'm doing in the night. But is that time and routine and more time management then? Yeah, yeah. So that's why you're doing it of a night because you haven't got the time in the day. Yeah, but then when you constantly do it, you end up knackered in the day. So you do less in the day, but then it has a knock-on effect because you think, oh, I'll do it tonight, I'll do it tonight. And then it's just, it just keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does keep going. And I think, and you're empathic, aren't you as well, Claire? So yeah. um, empaths normally need the time either early of a morning or late of a night because the energies in the world, um, when everyone's asleep, the energies are back within us. So you might love an evening. You might feel more clarity of a night, you know, yeah. because of like the energies. 
but you could you could find that the things that you couldn't do maybe scheduling them of a morning you know and there's not on there's not on bad with doing our things of a night you know we're all we're all different some people like to do things morning some people like to do them at night but it's a problem when you're not getting the rest that you need because sleep is the most important thing and as you say it is a knock-on effect so try and find the time maybe finish things earlier and start what you were going to do a little bit earlier so yeah mm. it's definitely a time of routine thing isn't it yeah 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 mm. thank you welcome what emotions could have led to this happening so um were you uh undernourished emotionally where can you find new sources of security sorry Laura, could you just go back one question a minute Or can't it do that? Do you have to go all the way back? No, I have to. Yeah, you have to go all the way back. Okay, it's okay. Was, it's gluttony, so they've overindulged in food or sleep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what emotions could lead <clears throat> to this happening? So, overindulging um, can be a sign of um, being undernourished emotionally. So where can you find new sources of security? Where do you feel you can do this within your life to make sure that gluttony doesn't take your personal power away from you? So April in the Instagram's written that she can't stop eating. So like if you were to use that as an example. Okay. So if we feel like we've overindulged, um, now with gluttony, with anything, you know, whether it's food, alcohol or sleep or whatever it is, there's something there that we're, we're looking for a sense of security, basically. We're looking for like a comfort. We're looking for something to make us feel better. And it does in the moment, it does but it doesn't for the long term and then the pattern occurs and it'll continue to happen. So with anything, it's a look at our emotions. So what? why are we reaching for that thing? Why? What is it that we're trying to get from it? Because we're trying to get something. That's why we keep going to it. So explore, explore around that, how you can give new senses of security. Or is is there undernourished emotionally? Do you do you feel like um, you've given yourself the time that you deserve? Do you feel like you're taking care of yourself properly? Do you feel like you're actually giving yourself the nurture and discipline that you need? This is where we can be undernourished emotionally, even the lack of like support and connection as well. Because overindulging, we are actually reaching for something. got instagram comment here sorry i don't know everybody's in names because of the instagram handles but she says fills a void exactly that exactly that that's exactly what we're doing you know we're trying to feel better in the moment trying to go with instant gratification we're trying to fill a void that we haven't created security around ourselves. so it's always asking ourselves first what is this thing giving me and how can i give 
that outcome to myself in a healthy way. Sorry, just while everyone's writing, I've got lovely comments too. Lovely. Oh, hi, Andrea. Um, lovely, lovely. Love this, Liz. And um, literally just tuned in. Brilliant advice, Queen. And I listen to no one. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Okay. If anyone hasn't got anything on this, then please let me know. You know, that's what we're here for. We need to. We need to make sure that we're understanding this, otherwise we're not going to take anything from it. My Courtney always reverted back to lack as a child. Like we didn't okay. get fed, so I waste nothing. Like I will, I will go to the fridge and eat something if it's going to go off, just so that I'm not putting it in the bin. Yeah. So it's mad where you find how that what that links back to, and you go. Wow, why, why, why does it not matter if it's in the bin or? Yeah, or giving it to someone or, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's because. Vix just said something about her family now. Yeah, she rewards herself. It's so true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I used to love everyone being asleep because that was the only time I got to relax, definitely. So it's taking that time out for the day. Um, so from the inner child, I realized that my relationship with food stemmed from my dad. We didn't get affection or praise as such as we got chocolate bars and massive dinners when he was in a good mood. I now know I reward myself this same way. Book and say I reward myself and I don't do this no more. That's incredible that you found that from, you know, the inner child stuff. That is exactly it. Like, there's so much more to this, you know, isn't there? So much more when we find the answers as to where things stem from. Um, so obviously, Vic, you found that food is being a sense of, um, it's being a type of affection to you. So you've got that, like, well, had, sorry, that familiarity with a link between affection and food that's what you felt as love basically because that's what you've been shown love was so I'm not surprised that you know you wouldn't reward yourself with love because if that's what you symbolized love with you know you would it's um yeah I'm coming from so much can't it but it's understanding it isn't it so we can we can break these cycles and move forward past these things Amazing you found that Okay, let's think about sloth. So this is another of our um, sins, and thanks for sharing too. Um, think about a time when you have avoided responsibilities, when you've let yourself down by failing to do what you needed to do. And how did this affect you in your life? How do you feel about this? so easy isn't it to avoid avoid the responsibilities get that little tiny little tiny 
bit of instant gratification that it gives us in the moment. Oh, but the consequences. Comes back to discipline as well, doesn't it? It's not worse when you feel like that. It's the worst feeling ever. Lindsay says, learned behaviour, we're all conditioned one way or another. Exactly it. We are all, it is learned behaviour. Everything that we know, say, do, think, believe. <laughs> We've learned from somewhere, haven't we? At some point we decided it, whether it was to do with, you know, our conditioning, our programming. And that's why we all have these different beliefs, because we've all been conditioned in different environments. But it's time that we decided what our conditioning is. It's time that we looked at the things that we think, say, and do and ask ourselves, is that really our belief? Is that really what we think? Or is that just what we've been told to think? Because as much as we need to learn, unlearning, unlearning is a massive thing, asking ourselves, what am I doing that doesn't serve me? Why am I doing it? When did I decide to do it? And how am I going to unlearn and create a new habit and belief around this behaviour? Because we've all got so many different things that we've learnt. We've been conditioned, you know, that don't serve us. That we think is just the way we are. And, you know, it's not. It's just the way our conditioning was. And uh, we can change it. Andrea says, I realised I was filling a void early years when I first started smoking at seven years old. It progressed and progressed into drink, food, shopping, cleaning it can manifest in so many ways. So. Wow. It's so true. So true. It can manifest in so many ways. And, you know, once it runs out the feeling, we'll move on to something else and we'll try and fill it another way and we'll try and fill it another way and we'll try and fill it another way. And it's just chasing. We'll never, ever feel internally fulfilled and whole and full until we attend, until we attend to us internally. And how we find out what we need to attend to is by looking at this, looking at what we search for externally. Sorry, Liz, it says live video paused. Oh. Paused. Well, it says reconnecting. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, Handmade Trinklets says self-love and balance. What makes our soul happy really happy though so very true and learning i love this so much i've been saying this for so long what doesn't serve us no longer needs to be by us that is definitely it and you know everything that um we have do think believe has all been part of a survival mechanism at one point in our life you know all these things that we've done we've done in order to survive um and there comes a point when we don't need them anymore. And we have to, we have to acknowledge that and, and let these things go that no longer serve us. And in the process of all this, validate, you know, it's okay that that was then because you needed it. There was something that it was doing for you at that time and that's okay. You know, self-forgiveness. We have to love ourselves equally, past, present and future. You don't love yourself fully if there's still a past version of you that you don't like. At that time, she needed what she needed. And, you know, whether it was food shopping, whatever it was that, that, that filled that void. 
it, it was needed. You know, we grow, don't we? We evolve and we learn how to fill those voids internally. That's what we're all here for. Self-love. Mm. Huge. Unlearning, relearning. Think about a time when you have avoided your responsibilities. Okay, we'll move on now. Is everybody good with that? No one, not sure now. Fabulous. Done, yeah. Okay, think about a time when you've avoided responsibilities. When... Sorry, that's the same one, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so that was basically... Sorry, everybody, I've made a mistake there. I will fix it, I promise. That is That question is about um, personal promises, list, making a personal promise to yourself not to let yourself down and how you feel when you've broken your promise to yourself. So like if you said, um, right, I'm gonna make sure that I get my most important to-dos done and then you instead choose to do nothing, isn't it basically, you've let yourself down. Yeah, so have a look around where you've let yourself down, what you've just wrote on that last question and then create a personal promise from that. So what you can do to combat um, you know, it not happening again. So acknowledge, acknowledge it, move forward. Wait, I think um, the sloth, I think we all instantly think, oh, well, it's just laziness. Like you just get on the couch and you don't get off, but it's not, is it? It's just avoiding your responsibilities. That's. I don't believe in laziness. Yeah, it's totally different. So I yeah. think not like... I don't think anyone's lazy. There's, there's, you know, even like motivation and stuff like that, there's something that's stopping us, you know, moving forward. It's, it's like, it's a mindset, isn't it? I think no one wants to be lazy. Yeah. No one chooses to be lazy. It's the same thing with like, just do it. Some, you know, you can be paralysed like not knowing which way to go and that's why I don't that's why I don't believe in laziness yeah something there isn't there yeah definitely okay should we move on to the next one yep I've got that one up for you okay so think about a time when you have felt an urge to acquire more than you have needed how did this affect you and your life and how do you feel about this so greed Another of our sins, seven deadly sins. So think about a time when you have felt an urge to acquire more than you've needed and how did this affect you? So many different examples of this one, isn't there? The COVID toilet roll situation yeah. is, is an example. <laughs> Yeah. Like, everyone, no toilet rolls left. <laughs> Pure panic mode. Is there any more examples, Liz? I can't think of one. A time when you've... Um, so, can you think of any times when you've been greedy now? Probably, but I just can't. Like, I didn't go out and buy all the toilet rolls. Yeah. <laughs> because I 
because I just thought it was ridiculous. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought people were all being greedy. Yeah, so another example um, of greed. Oh, God. Let's think now. I probably bought more food. What did I? Yeah, I probably bought more food than what I needed when it all yeah, started. Like, yeah, I think this is the problem why we're struggling though, because we, we seem to be focused on food right now. It's not all about I'm that. I'm starving. Gil saying trainers. So she's basically got more trainers than she needs. Yeah. How does it protect you and your life? <laughs> I think of something. Greed. Because it's your job. Mine, shoes. Shoes and clothes, but really I don't need them all. Right, okay. Greed with this. Um, basically, I... Um, I'm just trying to think now. With me, I used to um, collect things, which I don't now. I'm trying to be as minimal as I can. I'm still struggling, but I'm getting there. And that was to do with, again, like I didn't have like the best this as a child or the best that. And that sort of spiraled into my drive and successes for work to give myself security in my life. Um, and as a result of that, I um, I had everything times 10, which I didn't need. I didn't even like, I didn't even use or wear, but I was filling a void with that within me because I could get these things then, oh, you know, that was my sense of security and that was me not attending to my inner child and letting her know that she's loved and you know she's deserving so we can go lady bird fix put a comments in the chat there like similar to yours there Liz let's see I used to obsess over the kids' clothes. Once I in a child, I was buying little Vicky, not the kids. They haven't a clue that they have ever not had. Oh, that's hysterical, Vic. So you basically buy the kids every, all of the clothes that they wasn't even aware of. But what you were really doing is you were, you were buying little Vic them. You were buying your inner child them. And it's exactly that, isn't it? finding out and looking deeper upon these things and creating an understanding around it. Because none of these things are good for us, you know. And they don't go and we can't let go of these things that don't serve us until we, you know, we create some clarity around them. It's crazy, but she's okay now. <laughs> yeah, so is little Liz as well. All better. <laughs> she's okay now. She doesn't need to be buying nothing else. She's good. <laughs> Oh, I'm howling off this chat. Did you come up with something then, Claire? 
Yeah, they've got something now. Yeah. Has, has everyone not? Has everyone got something? Can't move on if no one, you know, if people are wondering what it is. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Were are you feeling vulnerable or neglected at this time? So think about what you've just written down. Were you feeling vulnerable or neglected at this time? Now try and link that if it wasn't at that time with an association around a time when you could have been feeling vulnerable or neglected. Moving forward, ask yourself what you need. What need is it that this indulging is going to fulfill and how temporary will it be? How can you give yourself what you need and fulfill what you are searching for in the greed in your life and for yourself? It's finding, tracking that back to find what you were searching for so that you can give it to yourself in a healthy way. Like I had an addiction to work. It's a bit different to this, but I had an addiction to work, which is, is, an, is an overindulgence, you know, and I used to try and um, act like it was okay because it was work. You know, I could be addicted to worse things. I used to make a joke out of it. Um, but, you know, all addiction is not good. It's extreme attachment. And again, that was me searching for security. Um, it was never ever about money or anything. It was about me feeling worthy. Um, I'm feeling good enough. Could the um, to like do everything yourself be sort of like a, in with the like the greed? Yeah, yeah. Now needing to like, well, it, it's a bit of a a switch with ego that as well like oh just let Helen in um like needing to do everything yourself like say for instance me um I basically killed myself for 10 years to run a national company on my own yeah. just so that nobody else could tell me that they'd give me something so I had this like burn and motivation and discipline within me to do all of that stuff myself just so I could say I'd done it myself <laughs> like yeah and killed myself in the process and that's a lack of trust as well and it's a massive ego problem to think that nobody's going to do it like you you know that's a problem because you know there's many things that a lot of people can do you know I'm better like don't get me wrong like there was all different industries like there was someone on market and someone on accounts and someone on think like that, that was fine but that was a that was a problem for me I had the greed for gratification like I needed to do everything in my job so that everyone said you're really good <laughs> yeah I needed that because I wasn't giving myself it. Like I needed everyone to think, wow, Laurie's worked really hard. So I was greedy for that off people. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like validation, validation. Lindsay says she buys herself flowers weekly. This really helps her purchasing anything else. I love this. I love that. Little gift. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> is anyone not sure how their their thing is um linked to what we need? No, we're good. Okay. Oh, it's a powerful one, this one. Lust. Think about the time now where lust has overpowered your life. How did this occur? And how did you feel? Can you just talk through this one, Liz? Because I know I like, I had to ask you about it, didn't I? Like, you instantly just think like, oh, sexual. But it's not, is it? It's it's more than that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's basically think of think about going for something again, filling a void. And it's a short-term gratification. And then the the consequence is that it's not giving you what you need to move forward. It's just an instant gratification. If you if we were using an example as as if as if love, it would be like going with a guy because he's hot, when really he's got no mindset, like no future values, no direction, you know, all the things that are required for stability. That's that. Yeah, so you're going for how you're going to feel while you're with him, not... Just in that one second, though. Yeah. Like, ridiculous, you know? Ridiculous. And that's how you learn. to overpower that lust so lust doesn't exist in your life not going with you know instant gratifications that are not going to add any value to your life should teach this to kids in school <laughs> yeah i know definitely definitely it's definitely going to be in the mind gym program should yeah, teach us through that. It's like how many of us made like big mistakes when we were younger because we had no idea that that was lust and that you need more for a future. You just go, oh, I like him, and that's yeah, that. yeah. It's like someone saying to you after five minutes, "Oh, I love you." No, you lost me. Move. Yeah. Seriously, though, I did. Yeah, I know. I'm just reading the chat now. I'm just like, it is, isn't it? It's looking at looking at things of like, is this a void that I'm filling? Is this instant gratification? You know, or is this something that is adding value to me that I want in my life? And then turning down that, you know, instant lust. It's short term. Keeping your power. When you when you can overpower lust, you, you know, 
you keep your power you find like it's such a powerful feeling to turn it down it is a very powerful feeling to turn it down and to know that you've got everything that you need within you that you don't need anything else if something doesn't match your values you know as to what you acquire what what it is that you're that you want then it doesn't need to be there does it really what's it there for because there's nothing there that you you can't give to yourself hmm does anybody not have a thing that they know i think like that's quite a we've all been there There you go. Okay, so what connection and acceptance were you searching for? How can you maintain your personal power in the future and make sure lust does not overpower your life? So what were you trying to get from that? What was it that that was given to you in that in that instant gratification? Like what? What is that? What was that doing for you? I think thinking of your inner child's a good one for that. It's like if you could go back and say to little you, what would you tell yourself to make sure that you didn't enter them situations, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it can be in so many different areas as well as life, you know. It's just like desiring something, you know, short term that's got no longevity, really to basically fill a void within yourself that you could have just gave to yourself anyway. But we have to find out what that is. So what connection Well, we lost you. Exceptions because, see, this might... Restore that. What was that? Oh, uh, am, I, am I okay now, yeah? Yeah, you're back, yeah. Um... So this, that, that, this example that we've just used upon lust might no longer be a thing, but the problem that led to that lust might still be a thing, which then leads to other things. So what connection and exception, acceptance were you searching for? So it's that that we need. It's that answer that we need because that can be coming out in overindulgent, anxiety, lack of motivation. going to be filled somewhere isn't it so okay next one can you think of a situation in your life recently where any or all of these seven sins have affected you because of a behavior of another person for example do you feel mistreated by someone because they are acting out in jealousy? So this is where we're talking here of um, basically it being on the other foot. So now we've worked through the seven deadly sins of, for us and we've went through how we can grow and move forward to make sure that they don't you know appear within our life 
but this is now seeing um where the seven deadly sins have affected somebody else that may have projected onto you so say for instance you had this jealousy in one of them one of the sins and you projected that onto somebody else that is exactly the same thing as this but someone else doing it to you so can you think of a situation in your life where any of all of these seven sins have affected you because of the behavior of another person this is projection This is how we not let others kill our vibe by understanding this. Okay, we'll move on. So many people thought, like, wanted to know about the jealousy, didn't they? Like, yeah. why other people get jealous of us? Yeah. Or why we can feel jealous, you know, of others. It's all the same, isn't it? Like so many people did send messages, didn't they, about that? Um, but yeah, it's basically just a void and something lacking. That's it. That is it, basically. You know, so, like if you are aware that you're getting like, so you, say you feel like your friend's really jealous of you, because they're they are projecting that behavior is that internal like something you've got to work on or is that like empathizing why they might feel that way or is it both like is there a reason i'm feeling like you might feel your mates jealous of you well i mean if there's proof if there's proof of that somebody feels that way you know, and you're aware of that, then it could just be empathising with the other person and seeing what's missing within their life, what will cause them to feel that way towards you and creating some understanding around it. If there's not no evidence, you could just be fully in your ego. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm always not sure. Like, I know, like, a lot of the things, it's it's something you need to work on yourself. But if, if like, if you've got hard evidence, you're like... Or if they even say, oh, I'm really jealous of you, you can't, like, misunderstand that, can you? So that's yeah. something that's like, okay, well, they must be feeling that way because. And then yeah. you're not taking it on, are you then? Like, oh, no, you're not taking, once you understand this, you don't take anything on. Because yeah. you understand that nothing's ever about us. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can always go both ways, can't it? It's like, ah, am I, is it me? Is it not? <laughs> Do you know what? Before we started tonight, I, I, when I looked at that question, I thought, right, that's like understanding other people's reasons for feeling that way. And then when we've got to it now, I'm like, oh, but that could be a bit of us as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, and self-aware, isn't it? And always questioning, you know. Lindsay says, people feel inadequate and project onto you or about you. That is exactly it. If they if they feel, you know, not good enough and they've got a lack of self-worth, value or love, um, they will project onto you. Yeah, and I think so many people take projection as fact and it's a huge problem that occurs in our life every single day. Some, some people can say things to you that's not even about you at all. 
But when you're not aware of the projection and understanding of others and how and why they think, feel and do these things, we can take it on. And that's where the limiting beliefs and the fear and being held back and regret and everything comes in. Mm. Using all you've learned about yourself in this workshop and how the sins lead to our failing of character. Explore here how and why others may be behaving in a certain way towards you. And how can you make sure that you are not internalizing how they are behaving towards you? Can you see how their behavior has nothing to do with you and more about their own internal struggles? None of our gangs talking tonight. We normally have a good chat. This is... Um, I was in the car and I was dying to <laughs> chip in, but I was like, I've got to be safe <laughs> on the road. I know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's been... Um, it's very eye-opening, this. Can I ask a question about one of your earlier ones, Liz? Yeah, of course. Um, it was uh, envy and it was just to ask about whether uh, what, what about if the thing that you're it's not maybe so much like envy because I've accepted what I haven't got um, it's sometimes like resentment or frustration at others yeah Um because the thing that I've not got is irreplaceable to me. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't consume me or anything. I'm, I'm quite sort of, you know, okay with the situation. It's my mum not being here, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. not like I turn that into, you should value what you've got. You know, I'm not, you, you know, me, I'm not like that way inclined, but I do think um, sometimes there is that lack of, um, having someone look after me, do you know what I mean? Although I know it's up to me to look after me, it's yeah. still hard to shake sometimes. And um, that that feeling, so it's not sort of envious. It's just that, like, I suppose it is envious sometimes. Thinking I haven't got, I haven't got that, but I never had it. So it's like being envious of something that I never truly truly hard as an actor yeah so basically how you combat that is um self-care trebled so what you're looking for yeah. there is is you know someone to take care of you and you know of course like that that sort of figure type of thing so it's connecting to your inner child and being that figure to her so you can reparent yourself yeah. through yeah. your child yeah. And you'll you won't feel that feeling anymore. Yeah. And as I said, it's it's so it was just like the only thing because I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's come up for a reason, hasn't like it? Yeah. yeah. But um, that's just the sign from open self-care. Yeah. Can you see yeah, how I've got definitely. to that? Yeah, I, I can. It's not because I think that all comes back to me, though, doesn't it? That that's the one that it always comes back to. Really, is like filling yourself up, isn't it, so that you don't yeah. feel in lack. Yeah. It doesn't matter 
what it is, does it? Um, <laughs> and I think someone put it that, that that's grief, not envy. But for me, my grief's very complex. Um, you know, it would be it would be you know it's very different for lots of people, isn't it? But as you I just said, what range two is doesn't matter what the lack is. It's it, it's the lack that you need to fill up because you've got to look within inside yourself, not outside, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So before, um, when you said not having that, when you said I'm just trying to respond to what people are saying, did did you have that type of relationship before? No. No. So it's not grief. It's like what you're saying. Like, it is no. So it's like I'm very, I'm very sort of like the mumsy one. So I'll do like gatherings, look after people, um, like I'm very. You're being who like you need. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and even when my mum was alive, I looked after her in many ways. Yeah. I don't remember the, the formative years of when she looked after me. So it's almost like I'm putting out there that taking care of people that I need to talk like that motherly, um, someone to look after me sort of thing. Yeah, so you're basically becoming what you needed. And like, yeah, so gone, I feel like I've completely gone off subject. But no, you haven't. Um, not all. This is for. Just like a little thought that comes in sometimes when I do. It's not envious. It's just like a bit of a. Um, it is just like that little bit of resentment. I'll think. Yeah, it's a why. It's a bit of a. Yeah, it's a bit of a why me as well, that Helen. So mm. what you'll what you'll get a lot from is writing down. Um, not why, you know, you didn't have that, um, but the reasons now of where that's taken you in your life. So what have you gained? You need to find gratitude in that pain. So the person mm -hmm. and the woman that you've become now and the traits that you have, the character traits that you have, think of the positive traits that have came from you, you know, being independent as you from a young yeah, man. And, and, and I'm glad you're saying that because I feel like I'm already part of the way there. Like I wouldn't change my scenario for anything. No, I and that's really, exactly really the way. Yeah, that's exactly the way I yeah. am. This this is very it's made me who I am. Every little resonate? piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's resonating a lot, like with me. And I know, like personally. For instance, me getting on a plane and going to Barbados doesn't get on a plane and going to New York, you know, on my own. Like, I know I wouldn't have had the courage to do that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, definitely. Mm. Yeah, so you have to, and I think it's like how you choose to, isn't it? Think about things that add to who you are as a character or what you do and the things that you, that you, that the, uh, the like the shadow bits, like the bits, like what we're saying about that resentment or that lack of that energy that you want to work on to take the good, the, like the good out, the good out of it, really. Yeah, and it's finding the purpose in those pains, and that's the quickest way to turn anything around when we feel something, is to find you know what positives have came from it, you know, for not having yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. And like maybe yeah, definitely. Just going, you know, like the way you've said now, you're like at peace with things and you wouldn't change anything. It's exactly that because you, you're you yeah. starting to love yeah. the woman that you are. Mm. 
Yeah, I think it's just my tolerance. I have to be mindful that everybody else's, everyone's situations are completely different. It's like with anything, isn't it? If you're dealing with something and someone talks to you about something, you thinking in your head, that's relevant for you. Although for me, like, I've got to try and tolerate what you're moaning about because that, you know, like that's not on my scale of the things that I'm concerned about. But then that's the same for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, definitely is. Like, we, all have... said, mm. yeah. we all have different There you go, things. you wanted to share. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks going off now. I'm the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um using all Thanks, Helen. Thank you. Using all you've learned about yourself in the workshops, sins internalizing struggles. Okay, we've done that one, haven't we? We all good with that, everyone. Love that, Helen. Yeah. Okay, let's just think. Um, right, we're going to do a visualization and I'm not gonna tell you what it is because I don't know till the music comes on. So if we all just take a minute and we're going to do what we always do. I'm just going to stop screen sharing for a sec. Okay. Oh, where did that go? Okay. Um, so if, um, how do I... What we're going to do now um, is we're going to do a visualization. I'm not too sure what it is until we put the music on, but if we just close our eyes and take a deep breath in. So inhale and exhale. Just checking the sound on this. No, Liz. Why? There we go. Sorry, Liz, you've just paused on the thing again. Okay, look, the sound. Yeah, I can hear you. I don't, nothing I can do. There is something I can do. <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry. Laura, can you just confirm that you can hear me? Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Inhale. Nothing around you. 
when you've taken more than you've needed and now you feel gratitude, knowing and understanding that there's nothing that you need externally. You forgive your past self. forgot I was on here. <laughs> Just going to turn this off. Ooh. Okay, so think about now how you felt then. How did it feel to be free? Free of all those sins, understanding the reasons as to why the sins may appear in our life. Now that you've create, created clarity and understanding, be vulnerable and open and honest here and write down, you know, how you, what stand, which one stands out to you the most? What one do you really understand? What behavior are you going to change? Write that down. Nothing good comes from these seven sins. It's overindulgence, it's, it's extreme attachment.
Okay. Does anybody like to share? Is everybody, anybody still writing? Liz, something come to me then as well. Do you know what we were saying about um, like lack with any of these and it coming back to um, needing to fill, fulfill something? Yeah. It also resonates with um, like creating more healthy habits as well. So if like, you know, gluttony or something that's not healthy, replacing it with something. Because I'm, I'm, you know, when we're saying, do you know how to get your power back? That's what I've like sort of struggled with for each, but then it comes back to the same sort of things for all of them, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just replacing. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's just replacing the things. It's basically giving yourself, the, if you find the feeling of what the thing gave you and then, yeah find a new yeah. thing with the same feeling yeah yeah that's it yeah in a healthy way basically so, okay yeah. this is the thing that's not good for me this is the feeling that it's given to me how do I get this mm. feeling in a healthy way yeah so you're still getting your needs but it's not in it's it's, it's in a healthy way not in a in a self-destructive yeah. habit hmm Okay. Hopefully tanned for sitting in a hotel room in New York. I don't um, know why I'm tanned, you know, because I, I haven't been, I, I went in, <laughs> I went in the sun like twice because I've been, I, I was eating alive, wasn't I? And then I got that worm in my foot off, um, and then I was on antibiotics, so <laughs> I don't even know, but I'll go in the sun and I'll sit outside, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. Um, so is that all our questions done, Law? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, does anybody want to share anything? Please say the word. What? What do you mean, Vic? The win. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Um, yeah, well, basically, those antibiotics were um they were for a week and the pain was excruciating. I had like um blisters. It's basically just off sand. I was like, Can you tell me how how there's a worm in my foot? And they were like, It's just off sand. I was like, but how did it get in? No, I was ill off it. It was um, so I, when I got antibiotics and then I went to like a gong meditation that, that weekend and a lady came over to me and said, hiya, can I just touch your foot? And I went, sorry, <laughs> she went, I've just got an urge to, to, to touch your foot. I'm a healer. And I was like, yes, please. And I could feel the, I could feel the energy in her hand. She was like that on my foot. And I was like, wow, what is this? And um, from that, from that second, never felt anything since. She went that she went that she took ages as well and she went, that's all done for you now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. It's gone. We're not very talkative tonight, gang. Is it because we're on Instagram? Normally have a good NASA now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's because we're on Instagram. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, okay. Um, thank God the worm's gone. Yeah. If no one's got any questions, then um, I'll see you all again same time next week. We'll put a vote up as well this week about what we're going to do um, next week. Um, and we won't be uh, on Instagram. okay then gang has any anyone got anything they want to say or share no i was just going to say thank you okay thank you um okay then well um when are you going to la oh you tell me (laughs) have you not booked you have you booked the flight no oh i thought you said i don't know where i got that from no i'm pretty much just um seeing seeing what crops up and when like thank you thanks just seeing what crops up and when really i think yeah. i'm gonna go on wednesday um but i don't really know because I'm, i've been looking at whereabouts i need to go and what i need to find when i'm there and it's all quite space so i'm trying to find the right destination yeah i know thanks Ailey. yeah so it'll, it'll come to you it'll come. yeah probably be, it'll be this week definitely be this week so I'll oh, be in LA on that. I was day. I was gonna say, yeah, live from LA. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll be LA next time. But um yeah, this was just a stopover to be honest. The the this there were like nine hours in between. I thought I'm not sitting in the airport for nine hours. No. A nice stopover though, isn't it? Exactly. I thought it oh my looks god. Amazing. Yeah, I thought I want to make the very most of it. And you know, it's it's different when you come here, you know, with people. Is when it? You- yeah, because you yeah. around, you want to see all these attractions. Fitting everything in. Fitting everything in, and yeah. a lot of things you don't even want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? So I've come here, and I'm just like, what do I want to do? Mm, good for you. So, yeah, it's a completely different experience this time. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. What, um, oops, wrote something there, then. Lindsay says, how can she join up? Oh God, yeah, Instagram. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, so for anybody that's on the Instagram live, if you click the link in my bio and get my free app and just click in there in a circle, you'll get a seven day free pass. You can access all of the past workshops and you, so you'll be able to see all the ones that I've done. You wouldn't have missed anything. Um, and then you'll be, you'll have access then to join us um, every Monday. Um, at 8.30 UK time. So just click the link in my bio, download the free app and click in Inner Circle and get your free pass. You can access all the past ones. Right. Um, Laura, is there any more comments on Instagram or are we all good? No, I was just going to say, do you remember when we were saying we were going to have, we were going to go live on Instagram and have like a coffee and a capsule? Oh, I yeah. think we should go back. We should do that. So like, we can all join and have a chat, like click and catch up on where you're going there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to ask you some more questions, but then I'm like, not really the time or the place. No, it is. Ask whatever you want. Oh, I was asking it want. all night. We need like a daily no. update of where you're going. What? We need like daily updates of where, even when you're Yeah, we do definitely, yeah. Phones me every day, Helen. And every what, day. What, um, what did you do with the Scientology thing, Liz? What was that about? Well, basically, what I want to study is transpersonal psychology. So the psychology that I study is all about um, positive psychology. It's about um, us being a, 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 you know, a transformed version of what we think we can be, being better and doing better through positive psychology where 
um, transpersonal psychology is basically that, but it's matched with spirit and science. So it's it's basically what I do, like what we talk about now. It's basically yeah. that, yeah. rather than just yeah. the science of the mind, like neurons of the brain and stuff like that. Um, and I haven't found anything that was spirit and science combined. And when I went yeah. past the building, that's basically science and spirit combined. Dianetics, it's called. It's not actually something that I want to study but it gave me a closer step that yeah I'm in the right place you know because it was I've always seen spirit or mind separate and I'm both mm. and that's what's like you know some of the stuff within spirit there's not a logical explanation for it, is there whereas in science everything's got a no, but then if you look like yeah. if you look at like the works of Joseph Spencer and stuff like that, that yeah. there is the the you know science is just um, evidence, isn't it? And then obviously if you do research with loads of people, well, isn't that that's evidence too, isn't it? That's it's evidence. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like broadening the scope, isn't it? What science is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely, and that's what transpersonal yeah. psychology is like. The likes of Joe Dispenser, like the like neuroscience and stuff like that, and like cognitive and stuff, I do that anyway. And epigenetics and all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this is like something different. It actually looks at spiritual aspects, the soul and stuff like that, which is like multiple answers and just a different dimension, you know. Um yeah, and yeah, do it at home. So that's what I'm going to LA for to find this transpersonal psychology. But um yeah, it's just it's few and far between. But I'm gonna find it. But yeah, maybe a pioneer in Yeah, maybe we'll just have to make it. Maybe we'll just have to make yeah. it. If I don't find this, I'm just gonna have to make it. Yeah, create it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because I'm because I'm doing my doctorate. I want to do it in something that I'm passionate about. Oh yeah. Want to be doing like the likes of like a psychology degree, like a bachelor of science. You're doing everything within psychology so i've done every area you know within psychology like you'll do like um oh my god there's just so many like like research and then there's um you know like lab experiments and um there's like individual differences and then there's developmental psychology and then there's cognitive psychology there's so there's biology like there's so much aspects that you have to do in the degree and there's only certain parts of it that you want to do. So obviously, yeah. as you complete degree, you find out what your, mm. you know, what your speciality is, what you enjoy, and then you move on and master in that. But the only thing is, what I want to master in, what I want to do the next studies in, I didn't even do on the degree because it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. And when I asked about it, they were just like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's What's not, that? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> not still like properly accepted is it like the whole um holistic approach to psychology that it's there's a connection it's a strong yeah. connection between your body and your mind yes yeah. so if you just form a habit by like reading a book at the minute um by i think her name is the holistic psychologist okay i can't remember what her name is and like an audio book and she goes into all all of that, that connection she talked about like being a child and stuff like that but um and she talks about um helping heal people but with some of the stuff that you talk about you know like creating habits before you even think about the psychology or the, the mind behind it and then once you've achieved with those little habits then you're able to that's you changing your body 
Yeah, you're yeah, you're changing your responses, aren't you? Yeah, without thinking about it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's Love basically it. everything that I do. It might look like a it might look like a ritual or something, but it's not. It's all that. It's like the subconscious. And why it's important. And I think where I'm coming from it with Elizabeth, where I feel that passion about it is like being a, a children's social worker and I see obviously the trauma that the kids have been through and then, you know, the parents can't meet the kids' needs, but that's because they've got all their own stuff going on. And there'll be reports or psych psychological assessments saying the parents need to do X therapy or, or whichever, when actually you're thinking in your head, well, that parent hasn't even formed the, the ability, you know, like the ability to sort of get up at a time in the day, you know, yeah. a healthy time in the day, get a healthy amount of sleep, um, yeah. like the nutrition, you know, like there's other building blocks other than just going to that therapy like that. I don't know whether that will be part of the therapy, but there's more to it, isn't there? Um, well, it's all around life, it. isn't it? And mainly yeah. it's, yeah. as we all know, like a lot of our stuff is passed down like genetically, isn't it? Like if we've had trauma, our parents have had trauma, if our parents have had trauma, our grandparents have had trauma, somewhere along the line, it gets stopped. Like for me, it stops with me. And probably you all here, you know, we we can only be taught like ancestral trauma, exactly that. We can only be taught, mm. like as you're saying about the parents, they can only teach those children what they know themselves. Mm. So how can they they've got how to re learn? Yeah. They've got to relearn, yeah. They need to be reparented because they never got what they needed, because they probably never got what they needed, because they probably never got what they needed. And that's why now this child is ended up in the system and is not getting what they needed. It's it goes, it's it's got to stop somewhere. The cycle's got to break somewhere. Yeah, but, but there is also like the, the um um like physical exercise or a connection with your breath or medic, you know, like there's other small steps that can help you is. get to a place where you can take on that therapy and take on those challenges and that that's what I don't think. Like coming from the profession I'm in, I don't think yeah. there's enough credit given to that sort of stuff that can take to that can get you in a place where you can do the work. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because doing the work is not, you know, it's not easy, is it? And doing the work, it's like a, a lot of people will shy away from it and feel like they don't need it. Or, but the facts are, if we've got things going on in our life, or we're lacking confidence, or motivation, or clarity, or direction, there's something going on. <laughs> You know, somewhere along some... Which is all the more reason to do the work. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I think we can all, you know, you can be shied away from, can't it? And it is those little things, like, the, those small steps that you've said, like, just grasping your breath. Like, I used to have, like, a very bad addiction to, like, unhealthy stresses because of what it would do to progress me forward. I knew if I put myself in an unhealthy stress level, I'd achieve massive successes. So I used to put myself in that state over and over and over because as a child, I learned how to do my best when I didn't have no other choice. Under pressure. Under pressure. So I would That's put myself, what? yeah, I would put myself in that state purposely, procrastinate, wait till the end, you know, because I know I'm better than anyway. <laughs> because I knew that was when I performed at my best.
yeah, I mean, I can massively resonate with that. Where I've got deadlines, I will work day and night, and it's done. And it's <laughs> yeah. like perfectionism. But then when I've got like a lull in my work, I'm doing anything but work, or like procrastinating and then feeling bad for it, but there's no drive, there's no, yeah, there's no pressure. Yeah, so it's needing that unhealthy level of stress, isn't it? It's needing that yeah. pressure and that drive to like pull us forward. So what do you and do about that though, Liz? Because that's nature for me. That's how, yeah, I, that's how my yeah, brain goes into mood. Yeah, it was nature for me. So like perfectionism for a start is, um, is fear. So perfectionism is um, being fearful of the approval of others. So it's basically we do things over and over and over and over to make it perfect because we don't want an opinion that we're not good enough. So it goes back to the, the self-care again. Um, and with the pressure of like performance and procrastination, it's understanding that we are, um, we are actually able to perform without putting ourselves under like masses amounts of stress, you know? like masses amounts of stress that will, we, it is it is what's familiar to us. It's what's familiar to us because it's when we have performed at our best. But it's create, it's changing that neural connection within the brain of the understanding of what's normal for us. Yeah, do you know what I've even tried to do? Give myself false deadlines to like- Yeah, I've done that. Dude, that doesn't really work. Because yeah. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that, but it's good to make fun out of it. So it's good to um, show the fish a different path. Yes, fish. It's um, it's um, oh, what was what um? Sorry, I've just went completely off track. Then false deadlines. Make fun out of it. You said. Yeah, so basically we engage the ventral system in our brain by making something fun. So what is a good way to do is um, somehow, some way, make a game out of whatever you're doing. So whether it be, I don't know, two hours a day or... Um, oh, sorry. Whether it be two hours a day to do something to then make a game out of it, that'll engage the ventral system within our brain. Because if it's not fun, we won't do it. So what we find mm. familiar within our brain, which leads to procrastination and, you know, putting ourselves under stupid amounts of pressure to perform because we know we perform best under pressure, is just a familiarity in the brain. That's all it is. But it's a trauma response. Yeah. So there's healing to, do, to be done if, if there's still a trauma response happening around it. Yeah, I need to work on yeah, well, we find new things all the time, don't we? And ultimately, we find things when we're ready to work on them, don't we? Mm. At least you know you'll always get it done. <laughs> yeah, working 12, 12, 1 o'clock at night. Yeah, no, make a game out of it. So split it up into, like, um, percentages, whatever it is, the piece of work that needs to be done. And make um, personal promises. Write down personal promises in your notes in your phone. You know, like commitments, declarations, statements to yourself. I will do this on, write it down. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and rewards as well. 
think definitely yeah like that that's that has helped before when I thought well um use that as the thing that you're going to get like your motivation it really helps that's how I get through mine you know that's how I get through mine I split everything up into tiny little pieces and then at the end of it I have a huge reward and then upon each point I have a small reward that all adds up to the end reward now when we um when when we do give ourselves like a reward it does open the reward path system within our brain and it gives us dopamine it gives us like our happy chemicals in our brain that then gives us the motivation to go again so the biggest challenge is doing the first bit just doing the first one and then you'll get you'll get the motivation from doing the first one to do the second one put it in you know procrastination comes from being overwhelmed as well you know make bite make everything bite-sized pieces everything everything bite-sized it's too big yeah if it's too big i think it doesn't help when you expect too much of yourself as well so if you if you if you're unrealistic with what you have set out to do well you're not you you don't achieve do you because you don't get it done and then you think you're failing because you didn't do what you were meant to do but actually it was unrealistic to expect that you were going to do all of that anyway in the time yeah and this is is again like you know yeah the week two what do you say we did it in the programme, didn't we? Like your tasks and your time, and that really helped. Well, you know, if you actually write next to something how long something takes, and you expect yeah. in your mind that you're going to do that in 10 minutes. No, hang on a minute. You know, that's massively helped, to be honest. Since we did we did that, I am a lot less harsh on myself now for actually thinking through, is that realistic, what you set out to do? And I did realise I was, I was never realistic with what I, with what I would get done. And I'd always yeah. feel like I didn't get stuff done. But actually, yeah. when you were like the time out, how are you physically going to anyway? You were yeah. going to, you're going to yourself to yeah. You've got, you've got, like, you've got to put the times next to it. On a Monday, me and Laurie do a, a call for the week, which is basically like a, a reflection of, you know, what we're going to do for the week. And um, I wrote down, like, this week's priorities, wrote a big, massive list. And then we went through them. Um, and we're like, we assigned different things. And then we put a time at the end of every one of them. Now that said, this week's priorities, you know, when we put the times next to them, it was a three week list. <laughs> it was a three week list. <sighs> but I, like some things took two days. Whereas we put it on a list and was like, these priorities just for the week. And then, and then it wasn't until we actually put the times next to them. And then obviously, as you will all know, we use the traffic light system. You know, we put the reds, then the ambers, then the greens. And I put like a fire sign next to the most important. And we find the fire signs, which were like super, super, super priority. That was a week's worth of work. Never mind. When I realised when I started doing this, this is this is why I'm I'm always late. Because I always try and fit too much in. Yeah. So I've, I've stopped doing that now. And I'm not, I don't... I'm a proper time panicker. Like, right, me partner calls me the time police. But <laughs> it, it's not. But it's because I I expect too much out of time. Like, I've, I've crammed too much in. I've got too much pressure under myself. So I've got better with that as well since doing yeah, that. Good. It's allocating time to stuff. Being yeah. realistic. Yeah, and we've got to. We've got to. Like, I used to be terrible for that. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd be meeting someone for a coffee. And in my mind, they were staying with me for an hour. And in an hour, someone else would be walking through the door. 
like clockwork like that. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like a bloody um, conveyor belt. That's how I used to live. I'm like, now I'm like cancelled only fans. I'm trotting about. I'm like, who's this person? It's great. Maybe <laughs> yeah. You find yourself apologising to more people when you do that as well, because that's what I was, I was always late. So I was always apologising to myself. Taking away your personal power um, again. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't anymore because I did the work on it. Yes. Growth. Right, let's see what you've wrote here, Laurie. Laurie let's see. I thought, oh God, I'm so far behind here in this chat. What? Ancestral trauma, should have been path, caused again. Um, is it really unhealthy <laughs> if you enjoy adrenaline? No, it depends. Like, it just depends what the adrenaline is as well. You know, what is the outcome of it? Um, Ashley says, I need to do this. Um, Claire, loving your journey. Great work. Thanks, Claire. Yeah. There's just so much, isn't there? It's like, ah! <laughs> so much. So, yeah. You got any questions? Are we all done? Okay. Well, we'll put a vote up this week for um, our workshop. And I'll see you all next Monday. Fab. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye, Bye Fab. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Take care. Have a good week. And you. Bye-bye. Um, where am I here now? Cancel off that, Liz. Oh, thanks, Helen. Thank you. See you later. See you later. Right. Um, and...